come back. All right. There's no editing, so we're going. Oh. This is, <laughs> this is um, Moon is making up for uh, Yogs not being on the pod by scrunching down on some bloody Pringles. What flavour? <laughs> they look like got seasoning on them. Some vinegar there. Salt and vinegar. Really like intense very... here. No, I'm okay, thank you. No, I'm ruining the pod. No, Quality I'm, pod. Well, someone's a professional here. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, move that this side in case it blocks any of your great audio lines that you can provide. <laughs> yeah, real bangers. Anyway, I was going to start it like this. Hold on, reset. Shh. This is an emergency How Is That Known broadcast brought to you from How Is That Known Recording Hub and presented to you by John Rudge, a.k.a. the A-lister. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the 25th of March 2020 will no longer be known as just a Wednesday in March, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our How Is That Known Lives Day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19 could not shut us down. <laughs> we continue unbowed, unbroken, by this heinous virus that is ravaging our land. We record once again. No. Let me just get my little itinerary out. I'm having a, a little... I'm having some uh, Guinness, actually. I've been on the old uh, Jakehead IPA, but uh, now I'm on the old Guinness. Um, Mooney's just showing me a Pringle that has a surplus of salt on the edge that she seems to be saving until the end for the ultimate salt hit. So that's going to be the last Pringle, and then I get so to have gin. Just you'll you'll know when uh, you'll know when she hits that last Pringle because she'll go into overdrive. Okay. Um, uh, let's have a look. Okay, so we've got. Hazel Mooney here, my wife. Hello. Locked down here in the How Is That Known hub. Um, and first of all, I'd like to play you some uh, recordings I've made over the past few days of the COVID-19 outbreak when I've been on the way to work. Um, these is probably about five minutes worth of recordings, so <laughs> strap <Yes>. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my diary, it's my I'll log. I'll go for the really salty Pringles then. You're out of order. Hold on. Oh my god. Coronavirus. Day one. <coughs> Captain's log. Uh, walking to work. Seems, uh, seems a bit quieter. So I look weird while working from home. Oh, Sasquatch has got him. We're on the rampage. We got one. By accident, he just went to lick one. As soon as he licked one, he just went fucking mad. Went fucking bananas. Is that where bananas come from? Like a, an ape going ape. I went ape. And then someone was like, oh, I went bananas because apes love bananas. Anyway, I will speak to you tomorrow. Coronavirus update. Coronavirus star log. Uh, Colog19. Day two of the bloody outbreak. I'm at work and uh, the hospital is 
fucking A rated quarter. Look, the mine card was usually at Haven, and there's just no one there. And, uh, like if I went so I could just fucking bloody get out a pair of Haley's and go down the mine corridor. No problem. I don't know where it is, I'll record this. That is your update. Covid log. So I called it. Okay. I don't know, I can't remember. Log 19, day 2. Alright, uh, new entry. Day 3, but it is not day 3. And this was it's really cold but how can a germ live in such cold um, world if this was a, a computer game it would be an ice planet an ice level you would have to dodge icicles or uh, covid chases you down Covid, 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 um, COVID-19 vlog, what was it called? Oh, I can't so cold. Alright, I'm recording uh, day four of the COVID log. Uh, um, yesterday the car was going by, it was like too late, it drowned out loads of stuff I was saying. So I'm going to try and not pause. Hold up. There's bloody loads of cars around. I don't know to be fucking locked down. Anyway, yeah, yesterday when I was waxing lyrical about uh, the central mosque, I almost missed out the magnificent bit and just saying, like, I was saying I feel like a bloody Muslim. Um, so, but anyway. Yeah, bloody lock, first lockdown day. Uh, still gotta go somewhere. So, um, I don't know really much to say, to be honest. Uh, just same normal show on the way to work. Um, I was wondering, like, I think people who have to like to d deliver doors and stuff. Like door suppliers, people who make doors and then deliver them to people who fit doors. Are they still working? Because you need a door, if your door gets fucked, you need a door. But then, like. Fucking hold on, thing then changed. Bloody big lorry's driving past. <laughs> I'm still fucking going. Um, yeah, that was my one thought for the day. Our door's still being delivered. Also, there's this Renault Megane that I walk past every morning. It's like parked on a drive just before you turn for City Road. And uh, it's just not got, had a window for about two years. And they covered it with masking, like, um, like duct tape and stuff. But that's just been pierced through for, for ages now. 
I don't know if no one's just bothered to rob it or anything. Just sat there with a fully open window. Yeah, that's it anyway. End of Covid log. That was all of my uh, Covid log recordings from on the way to work this week. As a key worker, I am still in in work. I'm going to shuffle around here and I'm get cosy. Right. So that was my Covid log. Just offered you a, a nice insight into um, into the uh, the life of a key worker when he's on his way to do his key essential work. Risking my life for all of you schlobs. Right, um, so while I was at work, we haven't actually had much work to do, so I've written a short story I would like to read you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is this as long as the recordings went on for? It's about three pages long. So, yeah. Yeah. Possibly longer. Yeah, let me take a, okay. a, Have a, drink a little sip of my, my Irish stout. I'm not going to say Guinness because they don't sponsor us yet. it up on the mic. I hope this all this is recording. If it isn't there, it's gonna be devastating. I hope to God that people <laughs> get your facial expression from that, that um, you just did. Okay. The air was still as my bare feet slapped across the kitchen floor and came to a halt at the fridge and my stiff lurching frame bent in half to open the fridge door. The fridge light has never worked properly and it now blinked intermittently at me as though a Las Vegas neon sign luring me in to sample the devilish delights inside. Just as I had laid my spindly fingers around the long-life-skimmed milk, full of intent to begin the process of making a cup of tea, another set of spindly fingers, spindlier than mine, wrapped themselves gently on the ledge of the door next to my head. Are you going to have a cup of human tea? I turned my head slowly towards the voice. I nodded. I would like to watch. I straightened up and closed the fridge door sharply, stepping gingerly backwards. Before me stood an alien. My brain spanned through its encyclopedia of rational explanations for this, but it came up blank, so I just accepted it was simply an alien in my kitchen. I'm not going to make one while you're here, am I? The alien tilted its head. It had an obviously alien head. I mean, just imagine a tall alien, and that's what it was. I felt a bit sad, so I added, Well, if you tell me why you're here, I'm not going to be shitting myself so much. The alien nodded and gently closed its eyes. Of course, human. I'm an alien and have come from another universe, and I have come to watch you do your human things. I scratched the back of my neck and he watched me intently. It's a bit creepy, mate. You just want to watch me? Are you like a, a scientist on your planet? The alien stared at me for roughly three seconds in silence. I am an alien. Alright then. Do you want a cuppa? I would like to drink a cup of human tea. I opened the fridge, took out the milk, and then grabbed two cups from the cupboard, one that said, don't let the muggles get you down in Harry Potter font, and one with a faded picture of the 2006 Italy team on it beneath the phrase Campione del Mondo. The whole time the alien watched, his eyes darting across every aspect of the process. As I paused to allow the tea bags to brew, he stared at me again. You just have to wait for this bit, I said. Ah, a human waiting period. How long do they last? I usually let mine sit for about three or four minutes, but I probably won't give, an, give, give it that long because uh, an alien's watching me. He put his large, thin hands together in a praying gesture and bowed slightly. Please, I do not wish to alter any element of your human life with my alien presence. 
Nah, it's alright mate, it's just a bit mad, innit? We stood in silence for a while and I turned to finish the tea. I'd remove. Uh, have you got any weird alien powers you can do while you're on Earth? What would you consider weird? Turning my entire fucking body inside out? I raised my eyebrows. Who the fuck are you talking to? Meekly. Did I not use your human expletive correctly? Oh, sorry mate, nah, you just made it sound like you're being sarcastic. Human sarcasm. I've so... I've heard so much all about that. <laughs> I pointed at him what? and chuckled and he smiled for the first time. I passed him his cup of tea and after a short tutorial on the whole drinking process, he was nursing his cup whilst looking out of the kitchen window. I was still sat, leant against the kitchen counter. I was now watching him. He turned as he said, I could make that pigeon's thoughts into human English for you to understand if you wish. I walked across the kitchen to stand next to him and we both stood looking out of the window at the fat wood pigeon that frequents our garden every day. He was currently bobbing around on the grass. Yeah, sound, that'd be class. Or would it? I thought to myself. The alien didn't move, but all of a sudden I was physically dropped into a three-way conference call between the alien, the pigeon and I. We spoke about the weather a bit before we got onto what the alien was doing and what the whole psychic voice situation was about. The pigeon said, Oh, magic. Yeah, well, I can tell you one thing that all us birds would love to tell you humans. Not just us pigeons, all birds. Maybe not herons. Herons are a different breed. They don't talk to anyone, and fair play. Why would you when you look as majestic as that? But listen, when we fly away, when we see you, it's not because we're scared of you. We just don't want to bother you. We think we kind of think we take the piss a bit when we're walking around on your pavement and in your gardens and stuff. Like, we've got the, we've got the air, haven't we? We just mooch about on the floor where you guys have to live, and we feel bad about it, to be honest. After we had established that the wood pigeon doesn't like Chinese food and doesn't get to see his kids since his missus flew up north last year, we said our goodbyes, and the alien turned off his alien power thing. We finished our tea, and the alien looked at his watch. He hadn't got a watch on originally, I don't think. I think he made it appear to help, help him with leaving, politely. A human tick he must have picked up somewhere else. Better be going. Thank you for showing me the human cup of tea. I really liked the human tea. I took his cup from his hand and placed it on the draining board. No worries, mate. It's pretty cool to meet an alien. Thank you, human John. <laughs> Thank you, alien alien. And at that, he disappeared. I assume he knew my name through some psychic thing or because he'd been watching me for a while. I didn't mind. I just wish I hadn't said the alien alien thing. That made me feel stupid. The end. Did you like it? <laughs> Didn't have to clap. Uh, your pigeon went from being like Noel Gallagher to being very know, much yeah. like Tipper to being Cockney. Mm. So, I mean, he's, he's, I was, he's I was, a bit of a globe channel, this guy. I mean, it, it could have been the aliens psychic thing on the fritz, you know what I mean? He was translating. Oh, it. like his translator. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, I get okay. It. So, uh, uh, Ferg, uh, me some questions. So, uh, let me just, uh, I should have done this beforehand. This is really unprofessional, isn't it? Mm. Okay, Ferg asked me some questions. Okay. First, he just said, here's one then, but then he proceeded to ask me eight questions. Okay. <laughs> um, John, are you loving this sudden hot weather? You fucking lizard. <laughs> lizard boy, you belong in a terrarium. <laughs> Fuck, I've done too many noises at the end now. <laughs> uh, so, Ferg, 
I am enjoying this mild weather. And I'm saying it's mild. It's not warm. You know, it's a nice spring it's weather. It's very warm. It's not warm enough that I would leave my terrarium. It's warm. And it's certainly not warm enough to be sufficiently warm where I would perhaps bask on a rock to warm my blood up for the day. So, actually. <laughs> there you go. Um, John, do you believe Harry and Meghan should be allowed to start their own country and install themselves as the royals of that said country? Maybe it could be in Cornwall or Wales. But look, you know what I mean? Not that. Um, what do you think, Mel? Harry and Meghan have Should they be allowed to have their own country? They do what they want. And let them do what they want. I think they're monsters. Well, yeah, obviously. They betrayed the royal bloodline. Okay. <laughs> but the bonus is he has not married a cousin of his, so he's really booking trends all over the place. They've anyways. had a ramp- rampant lust for fame and carnal wealth, and yeah. I hope they become so Instagram famous that they end up seeing their media empire fall because they try and do something mad. Like, you know, when like, people get famous and they get too big for the boots and they're like, we can do anything. They're yeah, like, we're going to break, their face on gonna the, break the internet. Like Kim Kardashian. Face, putting their face on the toilet. I was thinking, like, shave a monkey's back or something like that. And then the monkey, like, goes mad or dies or something like that. I don't know. She's, I think they're going to get caught doing something Like weird. it's on a live stream and it fucking apes out. It goes like, bananas <laughs> and then dies. <laughs> like that um, woman who was on a conference call on her laptop the other day and she went and she took a piss. Hmm. And she was like on a conference call with eight or other people. Oh. She forgot the camera was on it. I think they're gonna do something like oh, okay. do something really like snobby, yeah. rude, rich person like yeah. the Ariana Grande when she lick that donut and put it back, and then they'll oh, get yeah, cut yeah. out, and that'll be where they fall. But they can um, have their own country where they can no, do shit like I that. No, I don't. I don't think they're gonna like go mad. I think uh, no. I think just let them let them on. They'll do a Britney and then. Just I think like if they if they maybe if they Paris. start like Jared Leto start a cult on an island maybe the Isle of Wight or the Isle of Man. Jared Leto start a cult. Or Guernsey or Jersey, one of them too. No one that's I not famous really for know anything. Where they are. Yeah, they're not famous or, for anything. So they could the difference. They could make it famous if they started a cult. I also think like. Hagen, the Hagen cult. What is that? Harry and Meghan. Oh, um, I'm, so, I'm the celebrity name mashup. Sorry, I, I believe in them. I, I hope they do start a cult. I believe in you guys. Yeah, I mean, who would they have in their cult if they're going to have a cult? They would definitely have rich and famous people. But who would be good to put on an island with them so that that person would also then just disappear out of life and go on an island? Because they've got some nice friends. They've got normal friends as well. Yeah, but I think they. If you could pick one person to put on an island with Harry and Meghan, who would it be? Um, Alan Hansen. Alan Hansen? <laughs> uh, the, the football guy, the pundit. He used who? to play for Liverpool and he used to be a really harsh pundit. And I think he would just commentate on the court all the time being like, this court is fucking shit. Alan Hansen. Hang on, I have to Google image him. I don't know who that man is. Okay, I'm going to do the third question. I don't even know who he is when I look at him on Google. He's got a big scar on his head. That. Why do you think kings all have the same names? What do you reckon? What was the question? Why do you think kings all have the same names? Is that not some weird tradition? And they're all cousins, so they're all inbred. It's a weird tradition, but I think it's mainly because they're scared to be a freak. Like, if William was like, oh, I'm going to become king, and I'll be called King William, he might be like, oh, I don't want to be called King William, because the last one was like William the Conqueror. Yeah. He doesn't want to be associated with the Conqueror. And so, instead, like, 
he'd go with like George or Edward because he doesn't want to be like imagine if he was just like um, I'm going to be King King Persimmon or King Colin King, Co- King and Cod all, and he'd just be like in the mon- mon- monocle monocle regal circles they'd all be like here he is fucking Colin fuck off you freak what have you called yourself Colin so they all pick like normal names because then they're like the accepted names in the circles and they're all married to their own cousins and inbred therefore they only have a choice of about six names they'd be like who's the Danish you fucking persimmon lad you fucking freak get out of here (laughs) <laughs> was like it was like South African vein. <laughs> You're a fucking joke to us. I hope you get flooded. I hope your kingdom gets flooded. Okay, you're a 1920s <laughs> criminal reporter. I hope your kingdom gets flooded or invaded by barbarians. <laughs> I got a scoop here, see? <laughs> um, oh, what's this next one? What is your favourite knife? Favourite knife? No, I did think about this one. Cause I've tried not to think about any of them. Okay too much I just wanted to like give my natural answer but I did think about this one my favourite knife is a dirk if that is a knife what is a dirk I'd like like a Scottish dagger yeah I gotta google this as well I'd like, I'd like to wear one of them and just thrust it into people's guts but um Ooh. if not a dirk then perhaps the most famous of knives not to mention the longest a sword <laughs> okay <laughs> Or a kerpan. What's a kerpan? A kerpan, they're cool. Seek them, rise up. That's what the Sikhs have, it's their kerpan. Oh, okay. It's one of the 5Ks or whatever it's called. Um, let's go to number five. Which one of us lot would you run? What's your favourite knife? A butter knife. Because you can use it. I did think of a butter knife toast. originally, and then I was like, it's a butter knife. Butter toast. You can use mm. it to take many things off walls. No. You can use it with hey, enough force. Listen here. Mooney used gout. Mooney oh, decided yeah. to take our dado rail off our living room wall one time when she was off and she used a butter knife in which to do it. And it was very useful. We have normal knives. Very successful. And we have many other items which could have been used to remove dado rails that are better than a butter knife. But mm. she used the butter knife and it broke. It didn't. It was our one butter it knife. It was rounded butter knife. So you weren't jabbing the plaster off, so you're just scooping the dado rail off. Which one of us lot would you rather give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to if we was all dying? That's Big a question. question. Yeah. I would rule out Ferg because I think he's got like dragon's lungs that are pretty like indestructible. So I think he'd just eventually just bellow on his own. <laughs> <laughs> just a load of smoke would come out and he'd be fine. Um... Yogs has got that muttly laugh, so I'm worried he might have a few respiratory problems deep down. Not to scare you, Yogs, or anything yeah. like that. But then Robbie tends to get as ill as I do all the time. He's quite a, like a weakling in the illness. <laughs> Not a weakling, but I mean like me. Like if there's an illness going around, he's bound to get it. But then he runs a lot. So. Would you just meant to make yourself? So maybe his, his lung health is actually quite good. So maybe then Yogs. But then Yogg's has got a full beard and that'd be bris- bristly as hell. Yeah, you get beard rush. Yeah. And Ferg has got like that central facial hair going on, so that'd be an issue. Yeah, so maybe Robbie purely on just lack of bristle. Yeah, you have to Vaseline your face up before you did it. Mm. Lubricate. Mm. 
have you seen that new hantavirus or is that simply a meme or are they memeing on the truth have you heard about the hantavirus no i have what is it is it real something to do with rats in it like if you uh if you come into contact with like rat spit or piss or poop yeah i probably bloody had it when the rat was pissing down my wall at work i'm probably bloody hunter positive respect the rat and the rat will respect you i say yeah leave and, the and, rats alone and they, well, then they won't infect you with myriad diseases you probably shouldn't be anywhere where rats are anyways oh you think so when you're working in the nhs but, um robot wars funeral uh front men of bands this was a hard one i don't know what robot wars funeral so robot wars funeral is basically like So my computer's trying to update on me. Um, front men of bands. So Robo Funeral is where you have to pick um, what each member of the podcast would be of a certain thing. So like you okay. could say like Pokemon, and then you say like Yogs would be Sandshrew, Robbie would be. Squ- you talking to somebody who knows like four Pokemon? Yeah, like I know, but I mean like that. Do you, yeah. Like to get the thing. So, um, Ferg. No one too flamboyant. Quite a stoic, serious. Um, maybe Ian Curtis of Joy Division. That's a compliment as well, is. Isn't it? Again, Ian I Curtis was pretty cool from Joy Division. Google. I don't remember what Ian Curtis looks like. I mean, like the the thing we always do usually is say Ferg is anything to do with rock. So I could have just said a rock band frontman, or uh, other ones are this to do with rocks and stones. Um, Cory Taylor when he's in Stone Sour, but I didn't. I said it in case. So. <laughs> um, Robbie, Robbus. He'd be someone like Noodley and really into like his music and not being over the top, but like properly into his music. David Byrne, nah, because he likes Blake. he likes interpretive dance. That's not a bad shirt. James Blake's a pretty good shirt. Well, he goes out with Jamila and Jamil. He'd be like prolific as well. She's He'd be like one of them who like proper annoying. You look like he's not known in his time, and then like he becomes famous after he dies, and like yeah. he's released like seven hundred albums. Yeah. Like um, what's his name? Bonnie Prince Billy, Will Oldham, some like that. But like he'd be better looking than Will Oldham. James Blake. Maybe like Ryan Dunn, if Ryan Dunn was a musician. What's that lad? But that's not oh. very good. <laughs> No, it has to be rock bands, is it? No, just front men of bands. Oh, uh, I just said rock. Dermot Kennedy? No, he'd be more like serious. He'd, he'd be like only like indie guys would know him. And then when he died, he'd get like a, more of a modicum of fame. I think I'm going to go with Bonnie Prince Billy myself. Or Ryan Dunn, if you're fronting an electronic indie band. Yogs would simply be... I'm just going to... He would simply be... Freddie Mercury. I was going to say <laughs> Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it'd be like, uh, Yogs would be like a uh, 90s influence lad, like DMA's type lad rock influence band. Like Liam Gall- Liam, it could be Liam Gallagher. Just would say, would he wear a Lacoste t shirt and pop the collar up? No, no, wouldn't pop the collar. Okay, Fred He'd have good coats. Okay, yeah. And he'd be like, he'd give it like all the wide boy stuff like Liam Gallagher, but he'd actually probably be hard and not so much of a head case. I reckon. Hard, but not a head case. No. 
Um, I would be Mika. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd be in a band called Mika. There was a band called Mika. I didn't have Mika in there. Who would I be? In your opinion? Mm. Apart from Mika, obviously, because I've picked the obvious choice there. Yeah, that was the <laughs> top choice. Um, I don't know. Who would you be? Frontman. Somebody who really probably doesn't want to be a frontman, but is slightly insane and sociopathic. So it's kind of one of those people who like has... You'd be somebody who had like a persona just for the stage, and when you come off, you'd be like, I fucking hate everybody. Like uh, Alex Turner. Yeah. Yeah, I put on to change persona every album. Yeah, and, and I no one ever know your true personality because you're a sociopath. And kind of wind people up because yeah. they're like, he's just putting that on, and I'm like, I don't care. He's protecting my ass. I definitely think there's somebody better, but I think you want to be Alex Turner a little. I don't. Bit. I, I have no preference. I want to be Mika. Wanna be me? Wanna be Mika? I wanna be Mika. I wanna be Mika. I wanna be Mika. I wanna be Mika. That was his one song, wasn't it? <laughs> Do you remember him, Mika? Mm. He was good. He got a weird obsession. He wasn't with Mika. good. He was crap. I, I have I always mentioned Mika, don't I? I swear that I can't Mika. I've forgotten Mika too. Mika's a, had an album, not really. Like... It was a band. It didn't have Mika in. Okay. Why has everyone forgot about Austin Powers? <laughs> Always, everyone forgot about Austin Powers. I reckon if you watch Austin Powers, it's probably cringy. No, I reckon it's no. I reckon it's good, but I reckon it's got the Illuminati have shut it down. I reckon it's got the key to unraveling the Illuminati. Yeah. And it was like, even though like they puppeteer the music, the movie industry, like this was so veiled by Mike Myers that it's like a Trojan horse that has got in. It's got all these Easter eggs. If, if you really look at it, that's what is the secret to unraveling. It's a roadmap. It's like. Groovy baby, and it's like fuck we it. know, yeah. we know. Work it out, mate. <laughs> we know what's going on. Um. Okay. So then we also had that was Ferg's questions. Very good questions, Ferg. Thank you very much. Um. Then. Uh, Lamorna had a question, but uh, I need to wait for Ferg to resend that because I uh, accidentally deleted it because I didn't star it, which was silly of me. But luckily, we've got a question posed by Sam in the meantime. Um, Sam's question was... Hi, mate. Um, my question for you tonight on the How Is That Known Poddy is, with the Olympics being postponed... Um, what are your views on the actual Olympics themselves? Like, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy watching it? What are your favourite like sports in there? Are there some sports you just can't believe are still in the Olympics are pointless? And also, should we have an Olympics where everyone is just allowed to ride up as much as they want, and then we just have superhuman records? But like, you have to enter yourself. You have to enter yourself, like. And they can just do whatever they want to. Like they, you can just roid yourself up as much as you want. Or should we have state-sponsored roid? So like, say Russia put as much money behind their athletes as they want, and they can just like do what they want to them and see who wins gold. It's a good question. It's a heavy question. I'm a hundred percent for state-sponsored roid. Everybody the fuck up. 
even playing field that way. Because now, half of them are on it, and then some of them are chewing their own jaws off. Some of them have got like one arm bigger than the other, and you're just like. <laughs> one arm bigger than the other. That's <laughs> one know? arm bigger than the other. I don't know. You've made that up. Andy Murray has one arm bigger than the other. Yeah, that's because like he serves. Yeah, exactly. one. Like, he's got, I like, love the Olympics, though. I just want to say this. I love the track sports. Love 100 and 200 oh my God, meters. I hate the track sports. Why? Cause it's I even like watch the Diamond League when it's on and stuff like that. I, I love track sports so bad. Uh, and when the Olympics is on, you get to see some of the sports you never get to see, like archery, shooting, fencing, table tennis. Winter Olympics are better than a normal Olympics. Winter Olympics that. is even I'm more class that. for those ones that you never get to watch. The fucking luge. luge. The Skele- luge is yeah. the best thing. Skeleton. Just yeah. uh, um, even mad people curling. fucking shooting down hills yeah. and shit. Um, like, rich people pay to do that and somewhere in the world you can win a gold medal for just being real good at going down a hill real fast yeah I respect that though. yeah I love it I love winter Olympics it. hands you can mindlessly watch when they're they, this would be great for lockdown winter yeah. Olympics because they're just on all day and it's just random sports you yeah. don't get to uh, sports I don't think should be in are sports that are bigger in, in inverted commas in themselves as sports rugby I don't think should be in yeah Golf, I don't think, think should be. Shouldn't in. be encouraging anyone to play golf, let alone football, play it on an Olympic level. Football, I am into because I'll take any more football. Mm. But I think they've gone like half-assed with like they should go one way or the other. Like you probably can't have professionals because that's like the World Cup. But then you should just have instead of having like this under you had under twenty three under professionals are under twenty three plus like two senior players. It's like half-assed, so you should just have. Part oh, no one with a professional contract should be. Just should all be, plumbers. Yeah, all like, part-time yeah. plumbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just play, part-timers yeah. just and see who the best part-timers are in the world. And they can only play on days where their shifts all line up in the week. Yeah. Like it's like a Sunday between three and six. Yeah. <laughs> like a, that's it. They have to fly in from their after normal they, job every day. After they've played Sunday league, <laughs> after they've gotten over the hangover, they get in. Yeah. And they Instead have to of, obviously it's... straight out the door from yeah. the morning, seven o'clock start. Um, the roid situation. Yeah. I definitely think they should have a roid Olympics, and it should become it should come immediately after the actual Olympics, so, so we can, can compare. compare. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it could be called the roid Olympics. How about that? There's got to be a good pun in there. Roy Olympics is great. No. You get the Olymp- Olympics and the Roy Olympics. I think for each of the five rings of the Olympics, they have like a different pill sponsor each ring. That'd be pretty good. Or like it's a needle <laughs> bent round. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would say they probably couldn't get medals though. They'd have to have something like crapper than medals because they haven't won it pure. Like medal. a pen. Pen is a good Winner shape. gets Parker. Stationary. Second. In general. Silver is battle handwriting pen. You used to get school to do handwriting oh, in. The classic one. Hurt yeah. your fingers real bad though. Yeah. Third, a bick. Yeah. A, a simple bick. Yeah. But you can't go wrong with a bick. A bick is like the classic middle of the road. So it was a bick or two. Is that second price? No, no, Beryl. Because Beryl was a it was very nice to write with. Like it mm. felt smooth. If and you it held was like, it down on the paper too much, you did it that did weird dot thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, Sorry, my sister's ringing me. You can take it if you want. I can I can hold this on my own if you want. <laughs> Way enough. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so. Just gonna let it okay. Um, but I think in terms of the steroids, in, ter- <laughs> in terms of the steroids, I think um, I think they should have like a limit 
so like um they don't pay for it themselves they have like uh each nation gets like a total royal level um and they can spend so much on steroids and then like it's up to the nations what sports they commit the steroids to so they could like um all go out and like give like loads to the greco-roman wrestlers and win that but then like in another event like the horses like the equestrian or whatever events they go wanting because there isn't any left and they end up suffering in those events it'll be interesting to see what what happened when it all leveled out wouldn't it i suppose imagine the trampoline event <laughs> on steroids man fucking just blasting off into space on the first jump <laughs> Fucking just blasts into the through the fucking roof, man, and they're like, we know where their fucking steroid level went. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, oh, okay. Here's Lamorna's question. Hello. Can armadillos get diarrhea? Also, I like the star jump challenge. Very inspirational. Ten out of ten. Thank you very much, Lamorna. The uh, Star Jump Challenge. Um, I'm not going to lie, it was very easy. The lad said I could have done 300. I think 300 uh, would, would have been blowing out my ass at 300. But uh, 100 was very possible. I think in lockdown, it's uh, feasible. Um, armadillos, do you think, do I think they can get diarrhea? Um. Do they, would they ever eat anything that would give them diarrhea? Do they, do they eat like the stuff they eat, is it fibrous? So it speeds up their digestive system, I don't know. Um, it's just like ants, and, what do they eat ants and small things? Do they eat rodents, they don't eat rodents, they're a bit, pretty much a rodent themselves they just eat like insects don't they so I can't imagine they get diarrhea because it just clog them up they might get constipation but then if they did get diarrhea they could always just like armour up maybe they've got a little scale on their on their anus they will clamp down if they need it to and then they just maybe that's why they're all so like rotund and they kind of waddle about don't they maybe that's because they're just tr they're ar armouring up and keeping all their poo inside because they don't want to diarrhea because they're shy but who knows? I'm not a vet, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I don't want to be a vet, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, the the uh, the pod. Do I want to be a vet? No, I'm allergic to so many animals. I don't, um, I don't care as much about animals as other... I, I do like animals and like I'd look after them if I had one and that, but I'm not like mad about animals. I like horses. Um, maybe I could be a... What's a, the name for a horse vet? An equestrian vet. Vetquestrian. <laughs> yeah, I could be a vetquestrian. Um, but no. Uh, that's about it, I think, really. Um, oh, no. I've got the questions asked the fucking lads. Here we go. This is the fucking gold. I was fucking saving that. I almost fucking forgot about it. Okay. The first question, right, was... First question. Was... 
when making a lovely glass of squash, do you put the squash in first or do you put the water in first and add squash secondly? Now we'll have uh, Robbie's answer first to this question. Squash first, obviously, because then you can just be consistent. You know how much you're pouring in, then you just pour it to the top of water. You're putting it in afterwards and there's madness. You're going to get all different kinds of strengths and just be pissing about trying to top it up. Okay, yeah, so, uh, hold on. Oh, sorry, Robbie's second fucking answer plan. Can I just say, I, sh I should answer these before, really, um, before the lads answer them. Um, I, I agree. I'm a squash, a squash first guy. The reason I'm bringing it up as a question is that Mooney, she's not here to defend herself, puts the water in first and just adds the squash. Now, to me, as Robbie said, you got to get that you know the ratio when you put the squash in first. You know what is a good level of squash for you. You should always be putting the squash in first, in my opinion. That gives you a good level of squash. Hold on. The baby's crying. Okay. Right, so that was Robbie's answer. And I tend to agree. No, where was Yogg's? Sorry, this isn't very well put together, but I'm fucking... I'm cruising solo, but I'm riding solo. This is Yox's answer. You have to put the squash in first, and then no matter what the ratio turns out, like once you've put water in, you've committed to it. So if it's weak, no more adding. If it's too strong, don't tip some away and put more water in. It's cheating. You need to be right first time. Again. I agree. A very um, draconian level um, of commitment to the original squash from Yogg's there. Um, I can't knock him for it though, you know. It's, he feels strongly about it. He feels strongly about it, much like I like my squash, strongly. Uh, Ferg's uh, answer to the, the squash first or water first question. Hello. When I'm making a lovely glass of squash, I put the squash in first because that is the best way to do it because if you do it the other way you get to see all the cool squash trickling down but it's always wrong the ratio's off hello uh, uh, hold on hold on folks hold on calm down mate <laughs> sorry mate um, again agree a strong agree it's lovely to see that squash. You see it on the on the adverts, the squash trickling down, almost like veins bleeding into the into the water. But um, again, the I mean the 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 obvious issue is that you're a you're a, you're not going to get the ratio right 100 percent of the time. Whereas squash first, you get it right every time. So uh, question two. Do you enjoy life hacks? So we'll go to Robbie again here on the second. Let's, let's uh, can I just say um, my answer? Life hacks. It's tough. Um, <laughs> I can't keep doing this voice, man. Uh, life hacks. Uh, I do like life hacks. Um, certain ones. Uh, some. You, you're like ones like when you do you twist the the what do you call it on top of a can the flipper I can't remember what that's called what's that called the cracker 
You know what I mean? If you twist that and then you can put a straw through and the straw stays there without going in the can. Fuck off, mate. Not bothered about that. A good one was milk If you with the milk cart. And if you turn it the other way around, it, turn, it doesn't slop as much when it's full. That was a good one. But in general, um, probably 80% just do my nut in. 20% I think, yeah, they're really good and I do enjoy them. So I'm kind of in between it. Let's see what Robbie says. No, it's just bollocks, isn't it? Like if it's a hack, there's a better way to do things. That's just the way that you should just do it. If it's the right way to do it. If it's just some bollocks cutting corners, then fuck it off. Um, unequivocal from Robbie there. Um, he's not a fan of life hacks. And, uh, I mean, yeah. A, a lot of them are like just things you should do. Um, some of them are things you should do that you don't know about, which is kind of interesting, but let's see what Yogg says. Life hack videos are unbelievable. Sometimes I'll watch them to go to bed. I'll simply watch 25 minutes of life hacks. Okay. Um, Yogg's has got almost the, uh, the, the opposite, you know? He's gone. He, he's gone in on life. He loves life hacks. Life hacks are one of his favourite things. Uh, his funeral, I will probably just read out a list of Buzzfeed's top life hacks. Um, I mean, I respect his his love of life hacks. Like I said, it was just I'm not judging. Um, some people dig them. They're they're really what split society life hacks. I think. Um, let's see what Ferg says about uh, life hacks. I think it just depends on what the life hack's about. Like, if it's that fucking one you see everywhere where you push the chopped up vegetables through the hole, the handle is a handle, the handle of the cutting board, and then you spill them less or something. That's not a life hack, because that's not... That's just boring, and that's not what it was designed for. That's a handle. Everyone knows it's a handle. But if it's a cool life hack, like... Um, like when I discovered you could spray links on your pre-owned PS2 games. <coughs> and then just wipe it with a bit of tissue, and it takes a marker off them and gets the stickers off. So that's a good life hack. Or, like, Chubby Dude with all these different life hacks of drinking beers. Ferg, very much uh, of the same opinion as me, that some life hacks are good, some life hacks are not so good. The one of uh, the sprain links um, to get rid of marker, very useful. Um, I remember us using it uh, in high school for a... Uh, Getting rid of uh, the permanent marker they had on the back. I think we had an idea of getting rid of all the the permanent marker written on the back saying Perryfields in order to uh, sell on the calculators, which I don't think we ever uh, we ever saw through. Um, sorry about the if there was a break up in that last one. I had to uh, tend to the baby. Um, right. Let's see. Uh, the next question was. Was that question two, life hacks? Question three was, are the woods a welcoming place or a scary place to you? 
Um, myself, I would say, welcoming in the most part. I think if it was a woods, I know definitely. Woods, I don't know a little bit more scary. Um, but that was only it would only be if there was a lot night time, and I was kind of like running away from a, a gaggle of aliens or perhaps uh, special forces who were trying to hunt me down. But uh, in general, welcoming in the daytime, especially, love a, a lovely walk around. Let's see what Robbie says. The woods are um, definitely welcoming to me now. I mean, they always were. I enjoy being out in them. Um, but since being with Tammy, especially, and having been in places like that with her and seen how at home she feels, it's kind of passed on to me too. Lovely. That's just a, a lovely answer. One of my favourite answers. Just. Uh... Robbie's loving being out there uh, in the uh, in the wilds, in the in the forests. Let's see what uh, Yog says. Mate, I absolutely love being in the woods. One of my best memories when I was little, and I can't even really remember it's being in the woods. And sometimes I'll poo in the dark and just pretend I'm pooing in the woods in the middle of the night, even though I'm just in my toilet. Yog's <laughs> um, there. He could not get enough of the woods, it's safe to say. Um, he's even going so far as to fantasise about being in the woods when he's in a human home. Um, love it. Let's see what Ferg says about being in the woods. Whether it's, Is it a welcoming or a scary place? Yeah, I love the woods. Like, even like shit woods like Wally Woods, that's fun to go in and throw a log in the air and it lands on your mate's head. And he's got very, very blonde hair, so the blood looks even worse than it is. But when you're going up proper woods, like going up to Glen Nevis and that, I just love it. Like, you're not even really doing anything, but you just like walk around and look for fucking animals and stuff. And even if you don't see any, it's just a really nice place to be. And I'd love to go and live there. Uh, never happened sad ending to a lovely answer um, I do remember the uh, the moment in question with the the boy with the blonde hair um, Jay, look, sometimes Japery gets out of hand and there's no need to overreact uh, <laughs> uh, the next question was question number four which was, do you think rent a kill is a good name for a pest control company and what would you name your pest control company? Now, this came up for me because I've seen loads of rent a kill vans lately and uh, I was like, all right, rent a kill. If they'd, if they'd spell it rent dash O dash kill, double L, I would be like, okay, it's a shit. It's like a, it's a shit name because it's just like, Okay, are you in a, a bloody cartoon? Is this Rugrats pest control? But uh, at least it'd be, it'd make sense. But what they've done is they've gone, let's call it Rent-A-Kill. And they'll be like, we can't call it Rent-O-Kill. That's like out of a stupid, dumb American movie. Let's make it Rent-A-Kill. Rent-A-Kill. And English people will just say, oh, it's Rent-A-Kill. And we don't realise it's Rent-O-Kill. And it annoys me they've took the L off so bad. I just it pisses me off so bad. If uh, I had my own um, pest control company, I would call it. 
let me handle this. Let me handle this. And then, you know, I'd turn up and everyone would be like, okay, here he, go. here he goes. And, and, and we'd, get, we'd get the guys to come in and they'd say, look, let me handle this. And you'd feel comforted. Uh, let's see what Robbie says. Rent skill seems pretty callous, but then also, like, I'd rent someone out on their skills out to kill them when if it turned out there were fucking rats knocking about in my house, definitely. I don't know. That's really annoying how it's spelt as well. Like, that seems really American. And just stupid. I don't know what I'd call my own one. Oh, what's going on? Hold on, hold on a sec. Robbie's continues, but it's not letting me for something. Get him out. <laughs> no, that's, that's bad. <laughs> Can't be get him out. That's not, that's bad. Like, um, but it'd be humane, humane pest control. Um, rehome them, rehouse them, reset them. Resettled you. <laughs> oh fuck it! Can't be. Um, so, Robbie couldn't. He, he struggled with the name as I did. Um, I think it's. Uh, there's no good name for a pest control company. But uh, he, he was on the same boat as me, wasn't he? He was saying, "Listen, fucking, you ain't fooling us with all rent to kill. Fucking dumb as fuck, man." Uh, let's see what Tails uh, was saying on rent to kill. some of the potential pests is that what we're calling them now pests um rent a shill i guess was his uh one but if he had his own pest control company i guess he wouldn't have one but if it was he's uh, suggesting it might be called rent a shill um fifth and final question um by the way i'm just uh, drinking a, a magic rock sorcery session ipa now um don't want to sound like a wanker when i say that but i just thought i would update you just because I've changed my beer. I'm having a different beer. No, I should never have said it. Um, fifth and final question. <coughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I just did a breath in. And it made some spit go down the wrong way. And then I did a burp. Is it time that we brought back the mitten? Now, there's a reason I brought this up. Because I've got a pair of gloves, alright. Which are fingerless gloves. But... Attached to the fingerless glove roof, the roof of the fingerless glove, if you like, is um, almost a, what would I call it? A mitten tent, which you you can you can. It's got a button further on the wrist of your of your glove, 
where the, the, the mitten tent can attach to, you can un unravel that and fold over the mitten over your fingers. Now, if it was just mittens, I wouldn't normally do it. I wouldn't go for a mitten because I, I like the use of my fingers. I'm, if you believe the uh, quote-unquote scientists descended from apes and therefore I, I like to grisp things. But in th these times where my hands are absolutely ravaged by eczema, it's ideal to have them together and warm because the cold is really what sets it off. So these are perfect because I can get on, do things in public with, with my fingerless gloves, just, you know, getting my buzz pass out, getting my keys out. But then when I'm just simply walking or I've got them in my pockets, I can unravel the tent, the mitten tent, the mittent, if you like. Um, so I just want to say that mittens have their place. That's what brought this up. But let's see what Robbie says. People want the mitten, give them the mitten. I, I wouldn't wear it though, I don't. It'd be really, it's really like frustrating. Being, having your hands clasped in these, not being able to use your fingers. Really good fingers are, you need them for loads of stuff. You raised a good point. As I say, the benefit of uh, these gloves I've got is that they, you do have access to your fingers and you can, you know, manipulate things. Um, but I agree, if it was just simply mittens, they're not practical. Um, is this boring? Is this boring that I'm doing this? I don't know. Let's see what uh, York says about mittens. Fucking hell. Mittens as well, they're so weird, because if you wear them, they're so comfortable, but you just can't. And yeah, it's not really acceptable, so I would, but you'd have to have some design, like a... Oh mate, skull and crossbone mittens. How about them? No, I thought for a second there he was going to say some kind of mittent, but uh, he went for skull and crossbone mittens. Listen, if if my my version of mittens had a skull and crossbones on them, I'd, I'd wear them. I'd be proud of the mittens. Fucking <coughs> okay, no. hell. Um, let's see what Ferg says on number five, the last question, the mitten question. I would enjoy mittens being brought back because one, they are the cutest hell and babies and funny. Two, it's survival elements with the string up your sleeves that keeps them together. And three, oh, I think Paddington looks sick. Like, he's just such a sick guy. So, yeah, let's have mittens back. I'll wear mittens. We could even have surgical mittens, you know, like plastic latex mittens for these uncertain times. Covid. Oh. We can have latex mittens and also, once Covid's over and you've got a bulk stock of latex mittens, you can sell them to um, pervert shops for pervert activities. So, uh, as we can see there, Ferg, um, 
Fergal's mittens, he's, uh, he's a sucker for the mittens, and uh, I think uh, if you saw me in my mittens, I might send him a picture of me in my mittens, because he's going to think I'm a cute little baby. Um, not so much the part of an element, but look, if that's the way things go, you know, everything gets out of hand, doesn't it? Um, I've had one through an update, um, a new question from um, number one, Vikita. Um, and all-round legend, Lamorna. Hi, conspiracy theory regarding Down and Out in Paris and London by George Orwell. Is George Orwell in that book, really, the girl from Greece who has a first for knowledge from Pulp's Common People? I don't know, you need to answer. <laughs> uh... I mean, Diana Night in Paris and London was a George Orwell book I've, I haven't read, but I think it's about like uh, him documenting poverty, like he did with uh, his Wigan Pier book. I think I don't know. I just assume that was it. That was what it was about. And uh, the girl from Greece with a thirst for knowledge was just a fucking cunt, weren't you? And Jarvis Cocker really put her right in that song. He really showed her up. Um. So, I don't know. Mm. Was George Orwell posh? I don't know. I've never actually looked him up to see whether he's posh or not. He always seemed like he was on our team. But then maybe he was just trying to bloody like, get in on it and be like, oh, look, I hang out with poor people. That makes me so cool. If he was, then come on, buddy. I can get a life. But uh, to be honest, I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory I might have to look into. Let me, uh, well, I need to get some more tin foil actually, because we fucking got no tin foil there, and guess what? Couldn't get any, because of fucking panic buying. Covid panic buying. Tin foil. Probably for all the fucking conspiracy theorists who think it's fucking the government shutting down bloody society to wrap it round the bloody head. But, uh, no, good question, but I'm afraid. Again, I have no answer. The Mona sends the questions I, no one can answer. That's what makes her the chief vacator. She keeps posing these questions that are really challenging the How Is That Known crew. Um, so I think that's actually it. Uh, I hope you had a good time listening to this lockdown episode. I hope it wasn't really fucking boring. But um, stay safe, uh, all the How Is That Known fans. And... Uh, Keep it squishy. Mulan's wedding was simply so fucking exquisite. Even if there was only five people there because of the lockdown situation.